Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of the Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and once again, I'm a day late, but we're doing the only podcast that is reading the Bible from cover to cover, and uh, currently right now we're in the throes of Samuel 1 right now, or 1 Samuel, I'm not sure. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, good little bit of business before we get back into the fun stuff of the Bible. Um, let's see. First things first. Um, if you like this particular podcast, you can leave a review at Apple iPod, uh, the app that's on a lot of iPhones and things like that. You can also send us an email at according to stupid at gmail.com as well as find us on the Twitter sphere at accord to stupid. Okay. Uh, sorry for being a day late and I think a dollar short, but I think you all will forgive me. I hope since your numbers are starting to kind of come back, but we're doing what we usually do uh, in the beginning of this. Who the hell is listening to this particular gospel? And sadly, we don't have a top 10 as far as countries go, but we got some good numbers once again. Uh, not nearly as good as the last, what, two weeks ago, when just someone retweeted, which was awesome, or reshared, or reposted, or whatever, and it was great, but I uh, hope you're all not bots or anything. But we have the top six place, <laughs> countries that are listening. Proving to me that this is an international podcast, and I hope you guys are enjoying. Please send us a line if you are, and if you're not from the U.S. of A., I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you hear any sounds, you're hearing my little dog, Alfred, who is making all sorts of sounds in the office, and I'm letting him in here because he's learned how to start eating the carpet. Uh, so, fun when you're renting, right? Anywho, number six, we have Spain. Number five is Germany. Number four, South Africa. Number three, Ireland. We just celebrated St. Patty's Day. Uh, number two, Australia. And at numero uno, the U.S. of A. Now, for those who are in those particular places, it's always fun to try to get your friends to listen. Then you might be able to hear your city uh, in this next little bit because we have the top ten cities that are listening to us right now. Um, so, here they are. Okay, so, at numero 10, we have Jamestown, New York. In number uh, 9, we have Dublin, Ireland. At number 8, we have Eagle, Idaho, nearby friends of ours. At uh, number 7, Port Elizabeth, South Africa. We, at number 6, we have Dallas, Georgia. Is that it? I thought it was only a Dallas. Huh. We're learning all sorts of things. Sorts of things. West Valley City, Utah. It's number 5. Hin uh, Hindmarsh? <laughs> Hindmarsh? Hindmarsh? Uh, number four, at Chicago, Illinois, at number three. Hey, Sam. Uh, I hope. I'm assuming you're listening. Uh, number two is Modbury and Australia, excuse me. And numero uno, oddly, is Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so what in the fuck happened last time? Um, As I recall, we're still going kind of through the, like, hey, don't make a god. I mean, don't make a king. But if you make a king, make this king. Guy king. But if you make a king, it's going to be bad. Do you want us to make a king? Yes. But you said you'd do bad things. Yeah. Kind of one of those sort of deals. Um, as well as like, we're going to punish you before you do the thing you're going to probably end up doing. Um, so there's that. Um, there's a Jonathan that joins the mix, which is apparently Saul's son. But isn't Saul only like 30? And Jonathan happened to just murder a bunch of Philistines and things. Uh, just kind of right out of the gate. Which, fun, but, uh, and then it kind of just got a little like, when then we're going off to war, it seems. Um, that's what I kind of recall, so we'll see how it goes. Alright, here we go. Everybody ready? Buckle up. Alright, chapter 14. Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bear his armor, cool, 
Come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison uh, that is on the other side. But he told not his father. Uh-oh. This probably won't end well, I imagine. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a, under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people that were with him were about six hundred men. Fun. And Ahiah, the son of Ahitub, uh, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod, I don't really care, and the people knew not that Jonathan was gone. So unbeknownst to everyone, John snuck the fuck out. Hold, please. Sorry, dog. Anyway, so no one knows that John left. Um, so, the foremost was in the situate northward, over against Mishmash, and the other southward, over against Gibeah. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come, and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Okay, um, so he's just like, we're going to fucking make war on our own. And his armor bearer said unto him, do all that is in thine heart, turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. They are right. But then Jonathan, but uh, then said Jonathan, behold, we will pass over unto these men and we will discover ourselves unto them. Cool. Surprise them, I guess. If they say thus unto us, tarry until we come to you, then we will stand, to, uh, stand still in our place, and will not go up unto them. All right, so he's making a plan. Fun. But if they say thus, come up unto us, then we will go up. For the Lord hath delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign unto us. Fucking dumb. Because what enemy doesn't go like, bring it on, motherfucker? And so the idea is, like, if they tell us to get over there, we will kill them. And if they don't, then, then we won't, I guess. That seems odd. Dumb. But whatever. And both of them discovered themselves under the garrison of the Philistines. The Philistines said, Behold, the Hebrews have come forth out of the holes. They have hid themselves. Eh, insults. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor-bearer, and said, Come up to us, and we will shew you a thing. And Jonathan said unto his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. Okay, so he's going to take on all these motherfuckers on his own? Okay, with his armor-bearer. And Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet, and his armor-bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer slew after him. Oh, 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 so... If, uh, I'm assuming he's very dead. And that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor-bearer armor made was about twenty men. Never mind, Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed twenty dudes. Within, his, within, as it were, a half acre of land which a yoke of oxen might plow. So he killed a good chunk of people and a good chunk of land. And there was trembling in the host, in the field, and among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, uh, they also trembled, and the earth quaked, so it was a very great trembling. Then the watchmen of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away, and they went on beating down one another. Fun. And then, saw, uh, and then said Saul unto the people that were with him, Number now, and see who is gone from us. And when they had numbered, behold, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not there. And Saul said unto Ahiah, that's kind of how his name is. I just kind of fell into that one. Bringing hither the ark of God, for the ark of God was at that time with the children of Israel. I hope so, since we just got it back. 
And it came to pass, while Saul talked unto the priest, that the noise that was in the host of the Philistines went on and increased. And Saul said unto the priest, Withdraw thine land, thy, withdraw thine hand. Okay. So the priest is just like, Hey man, don't, don't fucking do this. Or don't touch the ark, I guess. And Saul and all the people that were with him assembled themselves, and they came to the battle. And behold, every man's sword was against his fellow, and there was a very great discomfiture. No shit, two dudes just murdered a bunch of guys. Moreover, the Hebrews that were with the Philistines before that time, which went up with them into the camp from the country road, <coughs> country roundabout, even as they turned to be with the Israelites that were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel, which had hid themselves in Mount Ephraim, when they heard the Philistines fled, even they also followed hard after them in battle. Well, Nido, because they're like, oh, they're running? Well, maybe we'll join too. We're, yes, we're terrifying. So the Lord saved Israel that day. Oh, good. And the battle passed over unto Bethaven. Bethaven. That seemed extremely lucky. And the men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had uh, abjured the people, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food until evening, that I may be avenged on mine enemies. So none of the people tasted any food. Fuck you, Saul. And all they of the land came to a wood. Yeah. And there was honey upon the ground. Oh, shit. And when the people came into the wood, <laughs> behold, the honey dropped. <laughs> But no man put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with the oath, because, fuck it, I wasn't around. Wherefore, he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand. So he killed twenty dudes with just a stick, a club, whatever, and dipped it in the honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes were enlightened. Because mm, it's fucking honey, man, it's great. Uh, then answered one of the people and said, Thy father straightly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. And the people were faint. And I'm pretty sure Jonathan went on and said, Fuck him. I didn't hear nothing. Uh, then said Jonathan, My father hath troubled the land. See, I pray you, how mine eyes have been enlightened because I tasted a little of this honey. It's because it's sweet and you're on a sugar rush, bro. Uh, how much more if happily the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies which they found? For had there not been now a much greater slaughter among the Philistines? I guess, yeah? And they smote the Philistines that day from Mishmash to Igelon, and the people were very faint, because you fucking didn't feed your fucking army. And the people flew upon the soil and took sheep and oxen and calves and slew them on the ground, and the people did eat them with the blood. Oh, good. I'm all for this. Then they told Saul, which was bad, saying, Behold, the people sin against the Lord. They more sin against you and that they eat with the blood. And he said, Ye have trans transgressed, roll a great stone unto me this day. Uh, hmm. And Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the people, and say unto them, Bring me hither every man his ox, and every man his sheep, and slay them here, and eat. And sin not against the Lord in eating with the blood. Is that the only thing he's mad about? And all the people brought every man his ox with him that night, and slew them there. And Saul built an altar unto the Lord. The same was the first altar that he built unto the Lord. Cool. And Saul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night, and spoil them until the morning light, and let us not leave a man of them. And they said, Do whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Then said the king, <laughs> uh, Whatever, man. <laughs> Uh, then said the priest, Let us draw hither, near hither unto God. Uh, all right. 
And Saul asked counsel of God, and I'm pretty sure he said, yeah, kill everybody at night. Shall I go down after the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he answered him not that day, because he's fucking busy, and it seems like God only talks to people during the day. And Saul said, well, except for the dreams, I guess. Hmm. And Saul said, Draw ye near hither all the chief of the people, and know and see wherein the sin hath been this day. For as the Lord liveth, which saveth Israel, though it be in Jonathan my son, he shall surely die. Well, that's high hopes. But there was not a man. Huh. Shit. But there was not a man among the people. That answered him. Weird emphasis on that one. Then said he unto all Israel, Be ye on one side, and I and Jonathan my son will be on the other side. And the people said unto Saul, Do what seemeth good unto thee. Again, it's seeming like his entire army is like, All right, dude, fucking whatever. It seems like they're not entirely with him. It's almost malicious compliance of just like, You didn't let us fucking eat, motherfucker. And then when we did, you were like, You're eating with the blood. And then you killed part of our, like, livelihood, man, by killing some of our food, like, my personal, like, ox, motherfucker. Like, eh. Okay, therefore, uh, do whatever seemeth good unto thee. Therefore Saul said unto the Lord God of Israel, Give a perfect lot. Okay. And Saul and Jonathan were taken, but the people escaped. Okay. And Saul said, Cast lots between me and Jonathan my son. And Jonathan was taken. Okay. To where? And then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what thou hast done. And Jonathan told him, and said, I did but taste a little honey with the end of the rod that was in mine hand, and lo, I must die. Cursed, they say, but not die. Fuck this dumbass motherfucker. And Saul answered, God do so, and more also, for thou shalt surely die, Jonathan. Well, probably. And the people said unto Saul, Shall Jonathan die, who hath wrought this great salvation in Israel? Yeah, good point. God forbid, as the Lord liveth, there shall not be one hair in his head fall to the ground, for he hath wrought with God this day. So the people rescued Jonathan, that he died not. All right, John of the people. Then Saul went up to the following, uh, went up from following the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. Surprise! So Saul took the kingdom over Israel. Okay and fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, and against the children of Ammon, and against Edom, and against the kings of Zobah, and against the Philistines. And uh, whithersoever he turned himself, he vexed them. Didn't kill them, vexed them. And he gathered a host, and smote the Amalekites, Amalekites, and delivered Israel out of the hands of them that spoiled them. Okay, wait. And he uh, delivered Israel out of the hands. Okay. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan, yeah, and Ishui, neat, and Melchishua, Melchishua. And the names of the two daughters were these. Two daughters of who? The name of the firstborn was Merab, and the name of the younger was Michal, Michael, Michal, Michal. Um, the name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, okay, the daughter of Ahimaaz. The name of the captain of his host was Abner, the son of Ner, Saul's uncle. Neat. Uh, and Kish was the father of Saul. Cool. And Ner was the father of Abner, uh, was the son of Abiel. Abiel. Not Abel. Abiel. And there was sore war against the Philistines all the days of Saul. And when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him unto him. Didn't come in unto him, but... So, a lot of war with this Saul fellow. I guess. And apparently going like, but God said, fuck you, man. God didn't say shit. Um, anyway, chapter 15. 
Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Is Saul going crazy? Is that what this is? As thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. I don't. Uh, how he laid wait for them in the way when he came up from Egypt. Okay. Now go and smite Amalek. Why? And utterly destroy all that they have. Why? And spare them not. But I but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. But the ox and sheep and camel and ass are edible and carry things. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in uh, Telaim, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. Judah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're going to see what happens. And Saul came to a city of Amalek a city of Amalek, and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said to unto the Kenites, who I have no idea who, go depart to get you down from among the Amalekites. Ugh. Sorry, guys. Lest I destroy you with them, for ye shewed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of the Egypt, out of, the Egypt, out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from amongst the Amalekites. Okay. I really can't tell them apart, so whatever. Then Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah until thou comest to Shur that is over against Egypt. <coughs> All right, cool. And he took a gag. Like, it's not a, a gog, I guess. The king of the Amalekites alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Surprise. <coughs> I wonder what's wrong with me. But Saul and the people spared Agog. All right. And the best of the sheep, good. And of the oxen, yeah. And of the fatlings, yeah. And of the lambs, yea. And all that was good. And they would not utterly destroy them. And everything that was vile and refuse, that they destroyed utterly. Great. That's how it's supposed to go. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, Uh-oh. It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me. Has he? And hath not performed my commandments. Eh. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried un out unto the Lord all night. Oh, yeah, he did. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel. Yeah. And behold, he set him up a place, and is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. Nito. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. So there seems to be a miscommunication. And Samuel said, What meaneth this, uh, then this bleating of the sheep in mine ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? They are food, they are important. And I decided to ignore that bit which God said, because they're fine. And Saul said, We have uh, brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Also, was this rule put against the Amalekites, or was it the Philistines? I'm not really sure. I don't really remember, and it was only the beginning of this fucking chapter. So, I think it was just the Philistines. Uh, then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. Kind of? Like, honestly, we're not really sure whether he was totally for that idea or not. And it seemed like if you guys wanted him to have a king, everybody got punished anyway. And if you didn't have a king, you're going to get punished. It seems like a thing to just be like, we're going to get punished no matter what. 
what. And it'll probably be the same sort of punishment no matter which way we go. So I guess we might as well have one guy we can always throw up and be blamed for all the bad shit. So king it is, I guess. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. We have and we intend to consume the oxen and sheep and asses and whatever. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? One, it was fun, and two, I decided to be handy with ourselves. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord hath sent me, and have brought Agog the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. It worked out well, yet didn't it? But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Aha! They were supposed to be destroyed as a sacrifice, not just to be like, fuck you, but also seems like a waste, says I. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Nice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than uh, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Um. Okay, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, uh, witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also also rejected thee from being king. Fuck you. This is a political thing. It seems to me that he cannot stop these people from saying, yeah, do what you will, pretty much. So I'm going to bet Saul's going to be like, bring it. And it'll probably turn out bad. But I imagine in any other scenario throughout history, it'd be like, fuck you, God. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord. Oh, he's repenting. And thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. But, 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 but the people. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. Dumb. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee. What? Why not? For thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Well, not just didn't fall, disobeyed, not necessarily rejected. Rejected seems like kind of a fuck that, and it was kind of a fuck that. You know what? It was a fuck that. And the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Seems like I didn't know that was part of the plan. It was just like, don't do it. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold of the skirt of his mantle, and it rent. So he's mad, ripped his shirt. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Well, fuck. Fuck you. Who? And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Hold the phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, and also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Okay, we're going to look that shit up. So, we're looking this up at BibleHub.com. You can find it anywhere on this sort of thing. Uh, the one we're looking up right now, just be totally sure of what I think it's actually saying, number 29 of Samuel 15. Uh, so, it does say, and this is multiple bibles, uh, he who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind, from the New International Version, a different King James version. Also, the strength of Israel will not lie or repent, for he is not a man, and he should repent. <sighs> the HCSB, whatever the fuck that is. Um, I don't know. Um, Holy Christ sinning Bible. Uh, furthermore, the eternal one of Israel does not lie nor change his mind, for he is not man who changes his mind. 
well, here's the thing. Like, that sort of logic kind of makes it sound like, hey, I kind of said yes to this, and yeah, I did change my mind, I suppose. But um, then again, there wasn't like, I will do this, Lord. It was kind of like, you gave the commandment, and I just kind of went. So, I mean, there was a decision made, and probably that decision was just like, fuck that. Kill all the animals? That sounds like a fucking waste, just to burn them up to you. Dumb. You know how many animals there are in that? I don't know how big the Amalekites were. Probably more than ten, less than a million. So that's a big gray area of how many oxen you have to feed those sort of people. But that's a lot of meat that's just going straight to waste and a lot of stuff that's just going away, and it's dumb. Um... Anyway, so if you were if you were to be basically the king, you wouldn't have changed your mind because the king is stronger than that, and he just says it and does it. And if he actually has that, like he could just look at Saul, and Saul could be like, "Yeah, I looked at that, saw it, and look what I did. I did it." Then he said, "I have sinned. Yet honor me now, I pray thee, before the elders of my people, uh, and before Israel, and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God." So he asks a second time. So Samuel turned against, again after Saul, and Saul worshipped the Lord. Okay, neat. Uh, then said Samuel, Bring ye hither to me Agog, the king of the Amalekites. And Agog came upon him delicately. And Agog said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. And he said, Yeah, I hope so, but it's probably not. And Samuel said, Has thy sword hath made women childless, and also child a bunch of, bunch of children orphans. But then again, if you actually did follow God's commandments in this, you killed motherfucking everybody, so this sentence doesn't really follow. But it's actually kind of a good sentence. I kind of like it. It's kind of metal. As thy sword hath made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. Okay. And Samuel hewed Agog in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Huh. Okay. All right. So Gilgog is torn asunder. Uh, Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. So God has regrets. God has regrets. God has regrets. This is really interesting. God has regrets. Um... There's, there seems to be a lot to unpack here um, in the sense of just like, I did the thing, but you need to do the thing. Well, is he going to punish me? Well, he's thinking about it. Well, um, okay. Like, uh, and also it doesn't say anything so far yet. I've just been like sacrificing any of the, the, the sheep and stuff. They just killed the king. And then presumably they continued on with the sacrifices, I suppose. But it seemed, again, to me and to my ears, it sounds like, fuck you, that's a waste. Uh, we didn't take anybody's slaves, but it seems rather bloodthirsty if we're supposed to be a, eventually uh, a religion uh, based entirely into peace and stuff. But then again, you know, we have to start somewhere to make this journey a complete one that goes from, like, kill everybody who isn't us and then love everybody, I suppose. Right? And that's where we're kind of supposed to be heading. Because so far right now, God is just an unhappy motherfucker. And currently, I'm very happy to report, is filled with regret. Which... Kind of feels nice in a way. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Those are the two chapters of the day. We went kind of longer, which is nice. Um, if you like this, please leave a review on the Apple uh, iPod uh, iTunes um, podcast app. Really easy to scroll down, leave a five-star review. And if you'd like, write some write some notes in there. Be like, I like his podcast. It make me laugh. La, la, la. 
um, or be like, fuck this motherfucker. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Um, if you want, you can send an email to according to stupid at gmail.com and you can find all of these fun little notes in the uh, 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 description. Fuck. And thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it. And you've been gospel to by the stupid.